Project Taryag, day three. We're up to Mitzvah Yud. And that is Mitzvah Sachidas Matzah. There's a Mitzvah to eat Matzah, specifically on first night of Pesach. Shanemar, the Apostle says, Bo'erev toichlu Matzahs. That night, we have to eat Matzahs. In other words, even though for all seven days, the Torah says, one has to eat Matzah and not Chametz, but a person can choose to eat neither Matzah nor Chametz. On the first night of Pesach, a person is mechuyiv to eat matzah. And this is regardless whether there's a carbon Pesach or not. Even today when there's no carbon Pesach, there's still a mitzvah, the raisa, to eat matzah. The amount of matzah a person has to eat is a kazayis. As is well known, there's a bit of a difference of opinion how big the kazayis is. And that's why since it's a mitzvah, the raisa, we try to be machmir and have the biggest share of a kazayis for the mitzvah of matzah. That's the Mekayim, the Deraisa. Besides for that, what we do today is that we eat matzah two other times on Pesach night. The one time is to remember the korech, the sandwich, which was made of Pesach, matzah, and moro together when there was a Koban Pesach. Today, we don't have the Koban Pesach, it's just a memory, and therefore it's only midrabonin. And the second one is the afikoman, which again was a reminder for the time of the meal that they used to eat the Pesach, which was after at the end of the meal, after the other courses, and therefore we also eat nafikoman at the end of the meal. The reasons for eating matzah, the same reason as eating korban pesach, and that is remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it's another of the many mitzvahs which were enacted by Hashem to remind us constantly of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Now, what is a matzah? So that the Halacha tells us, it has to be made from one of the five kinds of grains, which could become chametz if they were left in water, then one of those grains, if it was baked before it became chametz, which means you give it a share of 18 minutes if it was left alone, or it hasn't begun to rise, the dough hasn't begun to swell or to crack, it's in Machlokes Nagmar exactly which one is called chametz, but without any of those, if it would be baked, then it would be matzah, and it would be yet to the mitzvah of eating matzah with it. The Gemara learns from a apostle, and one has to watch the matzah even before one bakes it to make sure it doesn't become chametz. There's a difference of opinion if that's from the time when it's harvested or that's from the time when it's uh, ground into flour. But so we learn from this day that there's a deal of shimur, which means the matzah needs to be protected even before one baking it that it doesn't become chametz because even the wheat kernels, if exposed to water for long enough or the flour for sure, if it was exposed to water, would already begin to rise and uh, would render it chametz. How to mix the matzah, how to knead it. So the Mishnah tells us that it has to be dealt with constantly. If it's left alone, it will start to rise. Same thing, the water one uses to mix it with has to be, the Gemara says, Mayim Shilonu, which means water which has remained overnight after it was drawn from its natural source of a lake or a river because that way it cools down in the night. And if one would mix the flour with warm or hot water, it would become chametz that much faster. These are all the dinim which go into making the matzah. The mitzvah is not the making the matzah. The mitzvah is eating the matzah. Obviously a matzah which is kosher to do the mitzvah with. And it applies every year, men and women equally. Because even though normally we say that a positive time-bound commandment, like matzah, which is specifically the first night of Pesach, Ladies of Potter, here the Torah tells us that eating matzah and not eating chametz are connected, and therefore just like a lady 
is instructed not to eat chametz, she is likewise mitzvah instructed to eat matzah. Mitzvah Yadadaf, and this is the mitzvah shela yimtza chametz b'rishvaseinu v'pesach. Besides the mitzvah we already learned, and that is to actively destroy the chametz, there's also a mitzvah loyta, a negative commandment not to have chametz in our homes on Pesach. We learn from the Pasuk, it's the Shivas Yomim, for all the seven days of Pesach, Sa'ar, which is yeast or leaven, lo yimotze b'vateichem, it shouldn't be found in your houses. And we learn from the Gemara, it tells us it's not just Beisoy, it's not just his house, it refers to anywhere which is under his jurisdiction, his whole Rishus. And it's not just Sa'ar, which is the yeast, it's anything which has become Chomets, as also Osir in this Esar. The reason for the Esar, says the Chinuch, Again, another mitzvah to remind us always of the miracles of Shiz Mitzrayim and why specifically not having chametz. We remember that in Mitzrayim a similar thing happened that we didn't have chametz. We, we needed dough, but because of the speed which came out of Mitzrayim, it turned into matzahs, like we say in the Pasuk. Okay, what are the dinim? In other words, what's considered the chomus which I'm responsible not to have in my rishos is chomus which belongs to me. Chomus which belongs to a non-Jew or chomus which belongs to Hashklesh, which means the property of the base of Megdash. We learn from a pasuk that it's not my responsibility to destroy, but at the same time, we don't want you to be able to see it and accidentally eat it. And therefore the Gemara says everyone has to build a separation between oneself and the chomus. Right, same thing, chomus which is not in my rishos is not my responsibility to make sure it's not there. And uh, therefore, if a guy wants to leave his chomus in my property, so then if it belongs to him, it's okay. If I have some responsibility for it, or it's something which I'm holding as collateral, then there may be cases in which case it's considered mine, or at least partially mine, in which case there would be a problem of chomus in Pesach. And therefore the answer would be, the Gemara says that the area where the Chomets is has to be, so to speak, sold or rented to the guy, and then it's not in my property of a Pesach. This mitzvah applies equally to men and ladies every year in Pesach, so that I said there's no difference between them. If a person is over in this, and there is Chomets in his rishos on Pesach, so he's transgressed a negative commandment, does he get punished? will depend on how it happens. Because we already saw the rule, and that is that one doesn't get malchus for not do, for inactivity, for not doing a maaseh. And therefore, if one had the chametz from before Pesach, and he just neglected to remove it, in such a case, it wouldn't be malchus. But, if a person made the dough on Pesach and let it rise, or a person bought chametz and brought it into his rishos on Pesach, so he's actively disobeying the light, I say, then there would be malchus. Mitzvah Yud Now this mitzvah is an argument between the Rishonim, the Rambam, and the Ramban, if this is a separate mitzvah or not. So we'll first explain the shitza of the Rambam and the Chinuch, why this is another mitzvah, and offers by Hashem the opinion of the Ramban, who disagrees with him. And he writes like this, Something which has chametz ingredients mixed into it, even if the primary ingredient is not chametz, there's an iser, to eat on Pesach, and this is a separate Isser, besides from the Isser of eating Chomets. An example the Chinuch gives, the Mishnah gives ready, of Kutach Habavli, which was a mixture between curdled milk and salt and flour, and had, obviously because it was mixed with a liquid that had risen and fermented, 
And therefore, even though it wasn't the primary ingredient, to eat something which has a chometz component within it is also also midaraitza. Then we learn this from the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Kol machmetzes lo And what's machmetzes different to chometz? So the way that he explains it is that something which is a tarovis, a mixture with chometz. Right. Now, how much of chometz does it need to be in the mixture in order for a person to be over? So as always, the share of Isr is the share of a kazayis. But over here, one has to have the amount of the kazayis that is not too, uh, it's not too minuscule in the mixture, because in such a case, it wouldn't be considered eating. And since the shear of eating in halacha always is that a person eats in a kazayis in the amount of time that it would eat, take to eat a press, which is half a loaf of bread, and the Gemara-sized loaf of bread, then that's considered eating. If a person would delay eating the kazais over a longer period of time, then what we call longer than a kadaya achilas pras, then that wouldn't be mitzvah, it wouldn't be connected into one act of eating, and we wouldn't see that as being osir. Therefore, if a person would be eating this mixture, if in the shear of a, pra, a kadaya achilas pras of this mixture, he would be also eating a kazais of chametz, that is eaten the shear chametz within the required amount of time that is considered eating, and he would be high of malchus according to the Rambam. Whereas if it is less than that in the mixture, so then he wouldn't be eating enough of the shear of chametz in order to be high of the malchus. The chiddush is even if a person would be eating the amount of a kazais in a kedayah chiddus pras, the isra here would only be malchus and not kares. Although normally kares is given for a person who eats chametz. Since here it's a mixture, and it's not plain chametz, it's not pure chametz, so that's the case, it's only a malchus, we learn from the passage of Mahmetzes, and not a chorus. That's the opinion of the Rambam. And the Chinuch, the Farazim, the Ramban disagrees. And the Ramban says that the Torah is not giving a new and different love for a mixture of chametz. This is just a detail in the regular din of, eating, of the Isra of eating chametz, so therefore, when it comes to counting the mitzvahs, he doesn't count this mitzvah, mitzvah base, as a separate mitzvah. But, on the other hand, there's a big chumrah in the Ramban as well. Because the Ramban learns that the din of a mixture which has chametz in it is exactly the same as any other case when we're judging up an isr. And therefore, if there would be a kazais of chametz within a achilas pras, the amount of a pras of the mixture, and a person would eat it, it's come out that he's eaten the kazais of chametz within the time limit of an achilas press. And if that's the case, according to the Ramban, he would get kores. Because this is regularly eating chametz. So according to the Ramban, this is a different mitzvah. It's a mitzvah of, or isr of eating a mixture containing chametz. And the isr of mixtures containing chametz don't carry the penalty of a kores. But according to the Ramban, it's not a separate mitzvah. This is the regular day of eating chametz. If a person would eat enough chametz in a given amount of time, then he would be over on the regular din of eating chametz, and therefore he would get karis as well. If he's eating less than that, then everybody agrees. It's less than the shear, the Torah doesn't give a penalty for that. Which means, even though unanimously it's osur, one can't eat a mixture which has even a small amount of chametz in it, but there won't be a penalty because he hasn't eaten enough to pass the Torah's threshold of what he's chayev to get punished for. The reason for the mitzvah, like all the mitzvahs of chametz, says the Chinuch again, is to remind us of Yetzirah Mitzrayim. It's a mitzvah, like all the dinim of Chomets, which applies in all times, and equally to women and to men. Mitzvah Yud Gimel, 
And this is a, a mitzvah that's uh, an ass that we shouldn't give from the current Pesach to a Yisrael who's an apostate. The Torah words is Israel called Ben Neichor Loyachal Boy, a Ben Neichor, which Chazal explained as somebody is a Ben Yisrael Neichor who's distanced himself. His actions have distanced himself from Hashem. In other words, an apostate. So the halach is he's not allowed to eat a korban Pesach. It's not talking about a non-Jew. It's talking about a Jew who, so to speak, distanced himself from Hashem. And it's interesting that the way the mitzvah is worded, not that it's an iser on that individual to eat, but that it's an iser on us to give him to eat. What's the reason for this? Let's look at the chinuch. Says the chinuch, Mishayshem mitzvazu, Mashakasu b'shchitase. This is Karnesi Mitzrayim. The reason for Karvim Pesach and all its surrounding mitzvahs is to remember Mishayshem Mitzrayim. Val Kain, Roy Shelo Yochal Boy Meshamot. The apostate shouldn't eat the Karvim Pesach. Why? Achas Shano Oisim Oisel Lo Oisel Zikaron. We're doing it as a memory. Shebano Bo Oisel Azman. At that time, Mishayshem Mitzrayim, we left the jurisdiction of Egypt. To enter under the wings of the Shekhinah, which means to accept the authority of Hashem. We accept on ourselves the yoke of Torah and belief in Hashem. Somebody who is not part of that covenant. He rejects the yoke of heaven. He doesn't deserve to eat the carbon Pesach. We say, it's logical, it's understood that a person like that can't celebrate accepting Hashem's authority when he's somebody who rebels against Hashem's authority. This answer applies whenever there's a Korban Pesach, both the man and the woman. And again, the way the Chiluch words it is it's also for us to give the Ben Neichar to eat. And because of that, he says it's a love shein b'maisa because we're not doing an action of eating it, we're just giving it to him. The Mephoshim asked two questions. Firstly, why isn't this Isser directly on the Meshumet himself? That for him it's also to eat. And if he eats, he's doing an action. And secondly, if a person would feed him rather than just let him eat, then the person would be doing an action as well. And if that's the case, there should be a din of Malchus over here for the action that a person is doing. Um, lastly, besides for the Isser of specifically mentioned, there would be the general Isra as well of Lifna Iver, not to cause a stumbling block to somebody else. And therefore, since somebody who's in a pasta is not allowed to eat the carbon Pesach, for someone else to give it to them would also be causing them to do an Iver. The next mitzvah, mitzvah Yodalad, is a similar kind of mitzvah, and that is not to give the carbon Pesach to a non And when the Torah says, Toshav v'sachir lo yechalboi, a Toshav is a resident, in the Jewish people, not a, not a member of the Jewish people, but he has the right of residence. He's not allowed to eat the carbon Pesach. Who has the right of residence? Says uh, the Rambam and the Chinuch. It's a, a guy. He accepted not to serve idolatry, and therefore he's allowed to live amongst Klai Yisrael. He's keeping the seven mitzvahs of Nenach, but he's not a Jew. And who's a Sakhir? A worker. So he explains the Sakhir is a ger who's in the process of becoming a ger. He's already had the bris he hasn't been to the mikveh yet. And therefore, even though he's on the way to becoming Jewish, he isn't yet fully converted. And therefore, they're both in the category of not fully-fledged Jews. They're not allowed to eat the Korban Pesach. The reason for that, says the Chinuch, 
Again, Korban Pesach is a reminder of our freedom from Mitzrayim. For by Eino bebris ne'emono, for covenant we were faithful to the covenant with Hashem. Roish lo'yehanu ba rak oisem sheshlimu be'emuna. It's correct that it's only for those who have a complete emuna to partake of it. Vehemish ane gemurim. Those are fully fledged Jews. Vele'eino shadayin lo'ibo bebris shalem imono. Not those who are not yet completely committed to Yiddishkeit yet. And therefore, they're not allowed to eat the common Pesach. And again, the, the Chinuch puts the mitzvah, the responsibility, on us not to give it to them to eat. And therefore here also, it's, he would say it's a love shame by Mesa, because we're just allowing them to eat, we're not actually doing an action, the same question as before. If it's feeding them, what would be the din? And this mitzvah, like the previous one, applies whenever there's a common Pesach, both to men and to ladies. Mitzvah Tesvav, 15th Mitzvah, Not to take the meat of the Pesach outside, the Pesach says, Don't take the meat of the Korban Pesach out of the house. What's the reason for this? Says the Chinuch, The reason for this Mitzvah, And the name of Mitzrayim is that we became like kings, We became like kings, we left Mitzrayim. The mitzvah is that we should eat in the place where we all gather to eat. We shouldn't take it outside. Why? That's where kings eat. They eat in the hall, in the dining hall of their palace with all their guests. They don't take food out. It's only the poor people. When they have the opportunity to prepare a lot of food, which for them is unusual, and therefore Since it's not something which is common, so they will share it with everybody they know. They will send everybody a portion. Whereas for the wealthy, who each one has sufficient, they don't need to send food to other people. They eat it in the confines of their own homes, and therefore by the Pesach, we want to show that same level of wealth, and if that's the case, we don't take parts to send out, or to eat outside. We have to eat it in one place. Now, that's the rationale of the halacha. The halachas which apply to this. What's considered a place where the Pesach is being eaten and everyone can't go out of that? For example, is it a place with, let's say, two rooms in the same house? Is that considered two separate domains? Or if you have one big room and you have two separate groups of people eating within this hall, so you have to separate them. Each one has to have its own makam to eat the carbon Pesach. And the Gemara discusses if there would have been some kind of separation between them and then the separation falls down, does that now look like we've lost or left the place where they ate the Korban Pesach and it would now be awesome for them to continue eating? This is the discussions of what exactly defines the place where the Pesach was meant to be eaten. Again, this mitzvah applies only in the Korban Pesach to everybody who can eat it, which means both men and women. And if a person is over and takes the Korban Pesach outside, so he's doing a maister. He's doing a love of taking it outside. It's a love which has an action attached and therefore he would be high of um, Malchus. It's very interesting. The Chinuch adds one more detail. And that is that the way to carry it outside would be the same way a person does Hutso, which means taking something out of the Rishus, this premises on Shabbos, which means picking it up, transferring it, and putting it down. And if a person do all those three stages also with the Korban Pesach, then you'd be over this Yisr of Yimotzit Mechutz. One final point, and that is even though this way one does Hutso is compared to Shabbos, the question is, what's the amount that a person's over on? Because the amount a person has to carry outside on Shabbos is a gregarious, the size of a fig. 
Over here, the Rambam brings that it's a shear of a kazayas, which is the regular shear of eating, the amount to eat. The Chiruch doesn't mention how much the shear is, but we have a Rambam, even though we don't know exactly where the Rambam is coming from, that the shear, the amount that a person would be over on, carrying on Tzara Pesach, is a shear of a kazayas, which is the amount of the regular dinim of a of what to eat.